Bueller. 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 fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Trey Cope. And we are back with Minute 90, you guys, an hour and a half into this wonderful movie. Uh, I'm such a fan of this movie, I can't get enough. I'm so glad that like we've been doing this for the last like four months. Gee, I couldn't tell. I love it so much. <laughs> minute 90 <laughs> starts with, uh, with uh, Jeannie's nervous chuckle. And I said it ends with a modest, with a modest Ferris. With a modest Ferris. We'll also talk about like the, his reaction to the, her question at the end of this movie, at this minute. We'll get to that. But first, Jeannie snorts when she laughs. I know, it's cute. It's so cute. <laughs> she, okay, like, I don't really understand everything that's happening here with Jeannie. Like, he calls her Jeannie and she's like a little, little bashful about it. She she laughs and then she like turns to go and then she turns back to say something to him and then she turns like she keeps like I guess she doesn't want to leave right but then like she almost falls down the stairs or something yeah she like misstep is that what happened yeah. there because she like, it was like she slipped a gun a at herself she laughs so hard she snorts yeah she's laughing at herself being so clumsy uh huh uh-huh. like I can't believe that this guy yeah. Is doing this uh, to has me. affected me like yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. Like she's I bet just... you she's never had that. Probably not. So oh. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think she has. Uh I love how genuine this laugh is. Do you think she actually almost tripped down the stairs? And then la- laughed like as a real laugh. Yeah, this is a real <gasps> laugh. That'd be funny. This feels like a real laugh. Yeah, that would be hard to fake. Yeah, it's like it's like really convincing. And then we hear from off screen, um, Jeannie, come on. It's like you're taking too long. She goes, Okay. (laughs) Which I really like. She doesn't want to. That's the I don't want to, but Uh here I am. Well it's not a it's not an okay. Yeah. It's like it's lighter than that. Yeah. Okay. Like fine, I'm coming. Yeah. And she's it, it's for him more than it's for her. Mom. Yeah. Um which is cute. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then we cut back to him and his reaction watching her leave. And as I said yesterday, the day before yesterday, uh there's like like I think genuine interest there. Like it the look that he has is not like just a boy lusting after some girl. Right. Like, I think he also genuinely enjoyed talking to her over the couple minutes and having someone who's not gonna, like, be afraid of him because he's clad in leather and looks like a drug addict. Yeah. Not judging him. Yeah. She didn't treat him like... She didn't treat him the way these cops probably treat him. Right. Or the way that, like, Jeannie's mother would treat And he's her. probably not like a lot of the other girls that go for guys like him. Like, yeah. the ones that would just fawn on him, like, oh, do whatever he boy. says. Uh-huh, they challenge each other. 
And I think that uh, I think there's like a genuine interest there. I really like that. There might be a gen- there's most likely a genuine respect there, which is uh, which is nice. Do you think? So we know that Charlie Sheen got this part because Jennifer Grey like talked to right. John Hughes about. She already read the script and knew that they had a makeout scene. They're both teenagers. They work together like, on Red Dawn. It's like she's like, is I, there I, something I, happening I, here? I, I, I want to make out with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> she's like, she's like, John, John, John. I, I want you to hear me right now. I want to hear right now. You're going to hire Charlie Sheen because I want to make out with <laughs> I've worked with him before. He's a great guy. We have great chemistry. But I want to make out with him. I, I must. Well, his lips are, are, are pretty nice lips. They're very full. So <laughs> he, he's got nice hair. He's he's I, he's very eighties bad boy right now. He is very eighties bad boy right now. Uh, this is the picture for this minute. It just I has don't to be. I don't think Charlie Sheen is is an attractive guy, but he's very attractive as Garth Volbeck. Yeah, I think when I rewatched this movie, I was like, whoa! I was like, all right, Charlie Sheen, he's a good looking guy. You're here. good. You're really good looking right here, but nothing else. No, <laughs> like, like I've seen a lot of stuff with him, in it, and I'm just like, no, I'm just not into you. Uh, and even now, he looks he's looking so much like his dad now. It's kind of scary because uh, there's this show. I'm not a fan of this show, but I I catch it every once in a while as I'm falling asleep called Anger Management that he's in. Okay, uh, and his dad uh, Martin Sheen is also in it. Okay, and so when they're next to each other, you're just like, oh god, like oh, yeah, wow. you're definitely his son because you're starting to look a lot like him, even more so in your older age. That's so funny. How that happens is you know when acting families when they're and so she like has this really genuine laugh and he has this really genuine like I think I like this girl well but Jennifer Grey at the time was with Matthew Broderick was I she don't not? know when this scene was shot in relation to when their relationship started oh I see this might have happened early on in the filming uh huh uh before the two of them got together. So just moved he was Charlie on the set Sheen for a couple to, days. To, to Matthew Broderick. And he's probably only on set for a few days, right? They probably did this in, like, no time. This is the only scene he's in. They probably shot all of these sequences in the police station in, like, a couple days. Yeah, I'm sure. So he's here for a week. They, they pay him for a week. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes. And then, like, she has all of her stuff with her, with, uh, with, uh, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I guess. Which compare Matthew Broderick to like Charlie like Matthew Broderick in this movie compared to Charlie Sheen in this movie are two totally different looking uh-huh. like style of guys. Uh-huh. Which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And then Cameron is yet like a different type. Yeah, there are a lot of different kinds of people in this movie. Yeah, because even between Sloan and uh, Jeannie, there is a oh yeah, much of, a, a vast big difference, difference. Vast difference. I think that Jeannie, or not Jeannie, I think that Sloan. I've said this a million times. I think Sloan has like an elegance to her that. But I don't like her clothes. Is like mature for her age. I like Jeannie's clothes better, even if it's pink, and I hate pink. But you know, Jeannie's clothes feel more. High school teenager. And Sloane feels more like mature. I liked her jacket. Oh, that jacket is hideous. 
I hate that jacket. It's so <laughs> it makes me think of women who live in Arizona that wear turquoise a lot. <laughs> what? Like, um, they're they're you know the fringe the the fringe the fringe jackets and the turquoise. Like, I can straight up like pull pictures. <gasps> I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the women. I can't just Google the no. women in Arizona who wear no. turquoise. Okay, so I work at a jewelry store. Okay. Uh, across from me is another jewelry store, but it's um. It's Southwest style jewelry. Okay. So Native American, that type of things. A lot of turquoise. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of turquoise. Sterling silver with a uh, like white inlay stones. You know that whole that whole thing. The women who work there and the women who visit that store because they usually come across and come to my store and I'll ask them where they come from because I work in hospitality. So it's a, that's one, a thing that I do a lot uh-huh. is having to ask people where they're from. Uh, a lot of the South women who go for the Southwest clothes all really really like denim and white leather and fringe and turquoise and they wear jackets like that like that she was wearing earlier like the fringe jacket that she was wearing wearing. okay like like that where it's like down the back do you mean like turquoise like turquoise jewelry okay and then we're like when you first said that i thought you meant like the color turquoise turquoise Yeah, like they wear a lot of things that are the color turquoise. No, I, I, mean, like, I, meant, tur- I meant turqu- turquoise jewelry. Okay. <laughs> they wear a lot of turquoise jewelry. Like bolo ties, like that whole style oh of, God, of, of, of people from Arizona, which sounds really stereotypical, but I see that a lot in okay. person. In, in, like, in my store, I see it. Like, oh, like I'll here's- I'll take your word for it. Uh, and so it makes me laugh when I see her with that jacket, and I'm just like, oh, that jacket makes me think of old ladies. This episode is going to be titled Women from Arizona. Arizona who wear turquoise. <laughs> I love it. When I saw her put on that jacket the first time, I like right away I was like, oh, oh no. Like, oh this, no. This, this this jacket makes me think of an old lady from Arizona. <laughs> I don't like but it. She wouldn't have been an old lady in the 80s. So she no. just never changed her style. She's no, yeah, basically basically however old she is now, she's like some lady living in Arizona <laughs> with like that was still wearing that fringe no. jacket. Sloan ends up <laughs> in much nicer places, I think. She still has that fringe jacket. Okay. There's no pool here. Could be in the back. This is the back. Oh, could be in the front. <laughs> they have a pool in their front yard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why not? It's like it, no, that doesn't, okay. I don't, that doesn't work. Was it, was it Ferris's house? No, they didn't go back to Ferris's house. No, they didn't go to Ferris's was house. It? And Ferris doesn't have a, I don't think Ferris has a pool. We saw Rooney go through the backyard. There's it, just it plants. Was, it was Cameron's house. Cameron's house is on a ravine. There is no pool. That's just the garage. Where's the separate house? We saw it in that first shot at the beginning when we saw the house on the stilts. It's in the background there. Both of them oh, are but it right have up a on the edge of the cliff like that. The other right, it wouldn't have a pool. <laughs> then maybe they were at some random I pool. I think they were. All right. I'm finally defending this completely. I think they were just at some I, random person's pool. I think now pool. at the end of this, after seeing the back of her house, there's no way there'd be a pool at the front of the house. <laughs> we know what Cameron's house looks like. We know what Ferris's house looks like. And there's no pool at either one of their houses. So it looks like... They were just in a random They broke pool. and entered into another residence's poem and used their pool. Yeah. Which is breaking and entering, which is against the law. What yeah. rebels? They were trying to help Cameron. By going to the pool... <laughs> the beach did on work. the selfish uh, on 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 the surface that seems selfish, 
But, uh, like, yeah, let's go to the pool. He's catatonic. Like, that's the perfect place for him. Wait, they wanted to take him somewhere where he would be able to calm down and relax because, like, this isn't something you'd take someone to the hospital for. But they didn't put him in the pool. They put him on a chair. They precarious, did because they didn't precarious, want to Precarious, precariously, precariously perched on the end of a diving board. It's a lot of concern. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were, they're kids. They don't know what they're doing. No. No, they don't. Because <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, there you go. No one's home. These are all people. These are all the kind of people that work nine to five in this neighborhood. Come on. Look at these houses. They're huge. This is like real, like a grown up jobs. Oh yeah, lawyers and doctors and uh huh, yeah. Well, her dad's definitely not a doctor because they didn't say Doctor Peterson. Doctor Peterson. They said Mister Peterson. Maybe they just didn't know. I don't know. Doctors, they'd let you know. They said Detective Peterson later. Detectives don't have that kind of salary. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, Sergeant, house. Sergeant Peterson. Still would not have the <laughs> No, this house, no. Still would not have the money for this house. No. Unless his mom's like a doctor unless her mom her so, mom's a doctor. Wait, we have to talk about one more thing before we even talk oh, about no. we we forgot a genie thing. A genie thing. We forgot two genie things. Oh. They're both music. Oh. We didn't talk about the song that plays when she says her name is Shauna and he calls her. Oh, genie. I like that song. Where it sings her name. It's part of the Ira Newborn score. It's not like a real song. They like composed it for this, that scene. And it's like singing her name, like back and forth between Jeannie and Shauna. And then it even says Shauna Jean, Mm -hmm. which I like. I I do think that is her name. I like that. Uh, And then she, when she finally goes on the stairs after her, okay, she sings Donka Shane. She does, which is really cute. Do you think she knows it because of her brother? Yeah. I mean, he's saying in the shower. She yeah, if, if it's around the house, eventually it'll get stuck in your head, even if you uh-huh. maybe at first don't even like the song. And and Rooney was humming it when he was at Ferris's house. Right. Do you think that it's just like an earworm that's been just running around this <laughs> right? Room? It's just like a, yeah, exactly. Like, it gets play. he must really like the song. Plays a lot. Other people hear it, they like it, and they play just kinda, it, it just passes just around. Pat- you just start around. hearing it everywhere. Yep. He sang it at the parade. It's one of those things, like you hear it once and then you hear it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, and then we cut to Ferris and Sloan. Mm-hmm. And we have another music cue. This one is the Dream Academy. It's called The Edge of Forever. It's just this really like keyboardy I don't want to say synthy, but it's this like dun 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 it's really melodic and like kind of slow um as opposed to like the big swell we had with with cameron yeah um this is this really slow tender moment for the two of them and she says i had a great time today and ferris says yeah it was pretty cool and ferris ferris (laughs) i don't think that was the right answer <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you cool. <laughs> these are your plans way to praise yourself, Ferris. And uh It's like jeez, humble brag. Yeah, and she says, Do you think Cameron's gonna be okay? And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. For the first time in his life, he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine. And we talked about this a couple minutes ago when we said goodbye to Cameron. Like, 
I I think he's right here. I mean, he would know. And he's not... I don't think he's taking the credit for it. It doesn't seem like he's bragging about it. No. Just like, I think he's going to be fine. Like, he's kind of proud of his friend, you know, for for making the decision to take that stand against his father. Um, And then Sloan asks him, you knew what you were doing when you got up this morning, didn't you? <laughs> and Ferris goes, me? Nah. 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 Like, he's being all modest, but like, no... We talked a lot when he was setting up this morning about how much planning went into today. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had everything nailed to a T. Uh, it wasn't like this was natural. It wasn't like this happened. Like you walk, woke up and this all happened. Uh-huh. It was, there was a plan in there place. There was a plan in motion. And like, you know, things took the course that they did. And, and there was he, hiccups and whatnot. But... But, like, he had an idea of what he wanted to do today. He wanted to show his friend a good time. And uh, and it turned out, I think, better than he expected. Um, And so he's just like... In some places. Nah. Yeah, in some places. No, I think I think overall, I think the day went better than he, he had even thought it would. Like, I don't... He could not have predicted how much camera was going to evolve at the end of the day. No, because he couldn't have pre- predicted... What happened to the car no, and all I, the any progression of that. Of that. I, think, I think that he was just going to show him a good time and Cameron yeah. was going to, like, feel a little bit... He was, wouldn't... That psychosomatic illness would go away for a while. Right. Right? Like, I think that this is a temporary salve. I think this is the... I think this might be the eight days Cameron took... Or Ferris took off before today. Like, I think all of them were... Cameron has been at school for a couple of days. Because Cameron's sick all the time. And... Like, I'm going to pull him out of this. And they're just temporary salves. But today, today something important happened. And, like, I don't think he could have anticipated that, but, like, I think it's a better I mean, do they mention that, that Cameron's sick all the time? He's, yeah. Uh, his house is, it's very sterile and very cold, and you're not allowed to touch everything, anything. I think that's why he's sick all the time. It really bothers him. But is he missing school? Because he's in bed. He doesn't get a phone call from the school asking nope. like where he is or like, no one why goes looking for Cameron. School? I think they just assume that he's sick all the time, or like they're used to it because he's sick. Like he's like genuinely sick. I don't think his dad called in this morning. It was like, oh, Cameron's not gonna come into school today because he's sick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Yeah, but Rooney doesn't go looking for Cameron. He goes looking for Ferris because Ferris is the one who's like antagonizing, school, but definitely school. not in. But definitely not sick from what yeah. he has deduced. I think because Cameron's mom calls every time he's sick. Mm. Or Ferris's mom. I mean, Ferris's mom probably calls every time that he's actually sick. Yeah. And so now that it's been nine times and she says, I don't remember him being sick nine times. That's the anti- the, and, and and that's the motivation for him to go after Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. So Ferris is a little modest here. He's like, nah. Me? Nah. That's the week. This is a good week. I'm really bummed that we only had Nick on Monday. I know that, makes me that so didn't work sad. out at all. Um, we had all sorts of technical difficulties when we tried to record. We did, Ooh. and then we recorded Tuesday, and we had all sorts of technical difficulties with Tuesday, and so, um, we I reworked some stuff, and I think we're okay now. 
But okay. it just bums me out that, like, that meant we lost a guest for the week. Like, this week. The week that I really wanted to have yeah. people to talk to. But that's okay. That's how it goes sometimes. Recording is difficult, y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another week of Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. Come back on Monday for Minute 91. Um, that'll be a good time. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, DuelingGenre.com. Go to MoviesByMinutes.com. Check out Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute, all the other Minute shows. Cornetto Minute started this week, which Nick talked about a little bit on Monday. Um, they are now five minutes into their show, so go check out that one. They're talking about Shaun of the Dead. It's awesome. And yeah, come back. Come back Monday. Donka Shane. Donka Shane. Darling, Donka Shane.